This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 38. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Jackie Skemp. We're talking about the day-to-day of motherhood, Jackie's experience as a writer, and her passion for interior design. Jackie also shares some joys and challenges of motherhood and offers some encouragement for other women who find themselves realizing that being a mom might not look like they've planned. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's nice to finally get to talk to you. Yes, I am really excited to chat. I have been wanting to chat with you for a while, so I'm glad this finally worked out. I thought uh, we could start with maybe you just giving us a glimpse of your day-to-day life, a little bit about you and your family and your work. So my husband, his name is Ian, and we have three sons. Our eldest is Ignatius, and then we have Archie and Victor, and they are five, three, and about one and a half or so. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, and so my my oldest son he goes to preschool at the school that my husband teaches at. My husband teaches high school; it's a pre K through twelve. And so in the mornings, you know, I'm usually getting up and kind of scrambling to help them get ready to get out the door. Um, and then once they're off, I'm home with the other two. So I stay home with our, our children who are not in school. And then it's a lot of. Um, kind of rounding them up together and trying to get everyone fed and changed for the day. And then uh, I usually will put on a cartoon so that I can sit down and have coffee by myself, usually in hiding, (laughs) either standing standing in the kitchen uh, with baby gates up, hiding in the one spot in the kitchen where they can't actually see me from either of the gates. (laughs) I do that a lot. I love it. Uh, (laughs) And, um, and they're doing pretty well together. We're out of the multiple nap phase, and we're down to a single nap a day, which is really nice. Um, and we usually do either our errands in the morning, or we go on a walk, or we play outside. Um, in the winter, I would try to get them you know, downstairs to the playroom in the basement. And then we do lunch and naps. And, um, and then I usually am doing dinner pretty early just to get it ready for the day. And then my husband and my son get home around 4.30 or 5 in the afternoon. We do dinner, and then it's kind of, you know, scrambling to get everyone geared up and ready for bed. Um, But now that the weather is warmer and the days are longer, we've been trying to go outside and take them out to the park or we do sports with them or they're in the backyard playing. And we've even started to do bike rides with them um, all together, so... That's kind of it on, on the day to day, like during the week. That's the gist of our of our life. It sounds really, um, really simple. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So people probably ask you this all the time, but what's it? What is it like having all sons? Yeah, you know, it's not what I um, was expecting. I think I don't know about other women, but I, when I envisioned myself as a mother, I just always assumed I would have daughters or a daughter. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was very strange. Um, and we waited to find out with each one until oh, okay. they're born. And so we, you know, with my first, 
while I was pregnant, I thought, oh, I just feel like it's a girl. I have this feeling. And other people were telling me that they had a feeling it was a girl too. I was like, it's got to be a girl. So I was pretty surprised when he was born. Um, mm-hmm. And then equally surprised with the next two. Um, and by the time my third son was born, I think, I don't know if it was one of the first things I said or definitely one of the first things I thought was, I am not going to have any nice things for a very long time. <laughs> um, it's kind of challenging because I really love um, I love interior design. I like having you know a pretty home and a put together home, but with the way life is right now, um, a lot of things get trashed and yeah. <laughs> jumped on and climbed on, and you know stuff is smeared on them. And not that girls aren't um, they can be messy and rough as well. Sure. Um, but there's definitely a dynamic in our home, I think, that is just very um, boy-focused, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it, and I've kind of just settled into it. And I think, like, oh, if we ever add more children to our family, it would be weird to add a daughter at this point. I kind of just <laughs> – I, I think I would just, like, we're already on that boy train. Let's just uh, stay on that. <laughs> Funny. So did you go to school for interior design or has that just been an interest no. of yours? <laughs> just oh, okay. interest. Yeah, I, I have no formal training whatsoever aside from spending hours and hours on blogs and Pinterest. Um, I, in college, uh, oh gosh, when Google Reader was a thing, I don't know if anyone remembers that. Rest in peace, <laughs> Google Reader. <laughs> I miss you so much. Um, I followed a lot of uh, interior designers then and just really enjoyed um, the idea of creating a really beautiful finished space. Um, the idea of like creating vignettes in your home that you could look at this corner and, and see order and beauty in it. And my, my mom was always really good and is very good at creating a very beautiful home. She has a very good um, attention to detail. Hmm. Um, and so that's something that I really appreciate. I love seeing a beautiful space and a clean space. I follow, uh, you know, a lot of different accounts on Instagram and blog bloggers. And I, um, I have some interior design books at home that I used to spend more time leafing through when I had the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I have sketchbooks where I just doodle, oh, it would be so nice to do this kind of you know, wall installation and um, measuring and kind of seeing like what kind of scene would work well for, you know, conversational space and a leisure space and whatnot. Um, But I went to school for Catholic studies and history with a focus on medieval studies. So definitely very different from what I'm currently doing or interested in. Interesting. So, um, after you graduated, did you um, work with your degree at all, or I actually did not graduate. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. After we got married, um, I still had about two semesters worth of coursework, and we lost a baby early on in our marriage, and it really just set me off track. And I, at that point you know, we were down to one car and trying to decide what to do. And I got pregnant a second time um, Mm. with our firstborn. And so I never went back and finished. And I I could, I've reached out and I have the opportunity to do that, but that has not been high on 
our priority list right now. And just, um, it's kind of a humbling thing <laughs> to, to admit that to tell, I, it's something I didn't talk about for a long time. I just let people assume that I had graduated. I, I have not. Um, I think especially being, you know, a stay at home mom, it can be challenging to feel, you know, to feel like, Oh, I didn't actually complete anything mm. or even being, um, first generation in this country, it feels like a little bit like I've let people down by not completing a degree. But at the same time, I learned a lot. And I am a math class and maybe one other class shy of my degree. So I don't feel like it was a complete waste of my time or money Um, and something that I can go back to and finish. But it just has not been, you know, we've been in babies, a season of babies. So it's been, it's been hard to go back and complete that. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally understandable. And, um, I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. And I think it's, um, it's actually beautiful that you've, you know, come to this place where it's like, this is just, you know, where I am right now. And maybe I'll be, you know, finished in the future and maybe not. And, you know, that's just where the Lord has you. Yeah. Yeah. I had a professor right after I lost her baby. Um, he was my capstone course professor and I, was in there and I was, you know, apologizing for not having, and I did complete his class, but I was apologizing for not having been present and just for, you know, what's going on. And he told me that they had actually buried their first child and he was very young and, mm-hmm. you know, he, and he got down in my face and he looked at me and he said, there are more important things than classwork. Mm-hmm. And it was so freeing and beautiful. And mm-hmm. uh, I really appreciated the fact that, you know, these professors weren't just concerned about, getting students through a program, they really were seeing that their work was the care of, of souls as well. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so, so turning towards motherhood, motherhood a little bit, um, I'd love Mm -hmm. to ask you just what you found to be your greatest joys and your greatest struggles. Uh, greatest joys. I, I really enjoy seeing my children, play together and, you know, do funny things and and hearing the things that they talk about and just seeing how they're discovering the world. Mm. It's been really fun, I think. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds frivolous, but it's really beautiful to see them discovering the world and then being able to communicate as well the things that they are discovering. And Mm. um, I think that's just been so amazing. Um, my greatest struggles, you know, I, I really struggled with postpartum depression um, pretty significantly after my second son was born. So with my first, I really struggled with not being able to breastfeed him. And it kind of prepared me for the rest of my experience as a mother. We have a lot of expectations for what motherhood is going to look like. And many times, you know, a lot of those expectations are just things that are completely out of our hands. And, you know, we can sit and wallow in the disappointment or just accept things how they are and kind of move forward. Um, and so that was an experience. But with my second, I really, you know, as, as part of a circumstantial or living situation was very um, not secure, I guess. We were moving a lot. And, I mean, within the span of the first five years of marriage, we've moved like four times or five times I forget now 
and it wasn't always my choice. And so that was really hard. Um, and then it took me several months to realize that I was as depressed as I was and that it was, you know, it was partly postpartum depression and a lot of it was circumstantial as well. Um, and realizing that I needed to take care of myself to be able to take care of these children. Mm-hmm. And so that was, um, a real deep sorrow. And I, I just recently have been able to even look at photographs of that time in our life, uh, without it kind of stirring those emotions of you know, regret and sadness. Um, and now I can just see it as, you know, it was a hard time, but now we have tools and mm-hmm. we're more aware of things. So with my third, we were really on top of you know, making sure that, um, I could take care of myself, my mental health and my physical health and all of that. So that's, that's been good. But I think that was probably the hardest. It was a very hard season of life. And did you realize right away that it, uh, what, that it might be postpartum depression or was there a doctor that was able to realize it or how did that come about? Um, I think it really was just an, uh, a crisis mm-hmm. point that I hit. I, I realized that I, I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm going to kill myself um, or that I was li- li- really going to hurt myself. But I had a moment of, I, what if I um, could just not be here? I just don't want to be here. And, and it was kind of scary. And I, and I realized, too, like my stress level was just so high. I would have a lot of anxiety um, when my husband would leave for work. Mm. And I dreaded him leaving. I dreaded being alone with them. And so we got to the point where, you know, I had to call him back home one day. He was on his way to work. And I was like, you got to come back. Like, I can't, I can't be here alone with them. I'm, I'm going to lose it is what I felt like. Um, so it was yeah. a very physical reaction and a mental um, reaction. And so he came back and, you know, he called our insurance and figured out what kind of coverage we had. And I messaged a few friends asking for recommendations and I got in to see a therapist um, pretty quickly and, and she was able to help identify the triggers and then just really give me the tools I needed to work through some underlying issues and also just, you know, kind of reset my expectations for motherhood on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. Um, and that was, that was huge. I mean, that it changed our life. It saved our family life and it saved wow. me, I think. Yeah. Awesome. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, something I forgot to mention <laughs> when we mm-hmm. first started is that you are a writer and like, as you're telling me just, you know, about your life and, um, how vulnerably like you've shared about your family and your, your personal life. Um, I wanted to mention that you, um, have a blog as well and you write, I think for blessed is she, correct? Correct. And, um, so I, I'd love to tell, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that as well. I just read recently the story of the name of your blog, <laughs> which oh. was really sweet. <laughs> so maybe you could tell us the name of your blog and where that came from. Sure. <laughs> so the name of my blog is Mexican Domestic Goddess. And I, it is probably like my fourth or fifth blog. I've, you, you couldn't go find oh, okay. them anymore. I've hidden all the old ones. <laughs> 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 They're all gone. Um, but I, 
I've always had some kind of like from the days of Live Journal and Zanga and MySpace, I've <laughs> done posts. Um, and I had a blog in college. And then, you know, when we got married, I was really thinking, oh man, I, I love to read blogs and it'd be really fun to kind of document our life this way. And so after our first son was born, I thought, well, I want to do something. I was really struggling with a name. And um, when we were dating, Gosh, I think it was, I, I think we had been dating for like a month. <laughs> pretty, pretty early on. Wow. We also, I think, kind of knew pretty early on that we were, that we were going to marry each other. Um, my husband had his, well, he was my then boyfriend, had his wisdom teeth removed and his mom went to pick him up from, you know, after the procedure. And he was still kind of loopy and out of it. And, you know, he told her that, you know, he couldn't get enough of his Mexican domestic goddess. And <laughs> I don't recall it being a term that he had used in my presence. I don't remember this. I mean, maybe he did. I just don't recollect. But um, it was kind of a joke. And so we thought, oh, that would be really funny, like, to use that as a blog name. With it. And I, I have since at times regretted it just because it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's kind of a fun um a fun star. And, you know, I'm not a domestic goddess, but it's kind of funny to have that as the title. So that's where that comes from. I love it. <laughs> I really love it. That's so sweet. Um, so how long have you had this blog for? I know you've been writing for a while. but Yeah, so I've been, I've been blogging at my blog. It's pretty dormant right now, but I've been writing at it since, oh gosh, um, it would be 2000. 13, so five years. It'll be going on five years this summer. And there have been seasons where I've read, written a lot and um, seasons where I've, it's been, you know, practically abandoned for several months. Um, so for Blessed Is She, Blessed Is She started uh, the same year, I believe? No, 2014. It started in summer 2014. I had been blogging for about a year. And a friend of mine has, had sent out an email, forwarded an email from Jenna, who is the founder of Blessed She, Jenna Kizar. And they were asking if, you know, there's this new thing, this new ministry that, you know, Jenna has want, been wanting to start. Mm -hmm. And she was looking for Catholic women who were willing to contribute um, a reflection, you know, once a month on the daily mass readings. And so I thought, yeah, sure, like I'll try it out. And this was really brand new and um, pretty small. I, I think we had maybe 30 writers then. I could be wrong, but it was, it was, you know, a decent number of women responded and she mainly reached out to other Catholic bloggers. Um, and so I got on the list and I said, yes, and I've been writing for them since then. So except for a few periods of, you know, when I had a new baby, I've written for them every month. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love Blessed Is She. And we um, had Mary Ruth Hackett on the show as well a few episodes ago. Oh, yeah. Ago. So I, I did get to listen to that bit. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was so nice. Um, so I loved, yeah, just hearing about the ministry and the community um, that you ladies have. It's it's so yeah. awesome. And I have just felt, you know, invited into that simply by, you know, receiving the readings and reflections in my inbox and the Facebook groups. So um, I really, really love that. Um, so I wanted to ask you when you find time for writing, if it's for Blessed Is She or for your blog. Well, for my blog, I know I reached a point where I realized 
I just didn't have the kind of time that I used to have. Um, my first son was an amazing napper. You know, he would nap for like four hours and he would, he would sleep in until nine or 10 a.m., um, which was, uh, you know, it was amazing. So I had all this free time to do. I mean, I painted our whole living space when we had him, which is <laughs> kind of incredible because I could not imagine doing that now. Um, it takes a lot of planning to get a project like that done. And so I just had more time then. And I got to the point, um, especially after my second, definitely after my third, where I thought, you know, there are just other things that are higher on the priority list for me. And blogging is not... Um, one of them right now. And so I, I didn't, you know, get rid of it because it, I definitely anticipate uh, a season where I will have more time and mental energy to, to contribute to that. As far as for Blessed Is She, I, you know, it's been um, a learning experience because in the beginning I had all this time. So when we would get our assignments, I could, you know, take the time and go in and write. And now I really have to be intentional. And so in the last, you know, couple of years, we, we as my family, have started to treat it really as a job. Um, and so, you know, when I had to say, okay, I can't count on nap time to do something like this mm-hmm. because it might work, it might not work out. Um, and so we really do make a point that, you know, I'll say, okay, this week or next week I have writing due and so my husband will, you know, take the boys out to play or I will lock myself in the office and, you know, just focus on getting a good chunk of time in and right during that time. So it, I have to be more intentional about it. It's not something that's recreational. I treat it as jobs. So I definitely I take time to, you know, I always start in prayer and then I do research on the readings. I read the readings and I do my research and then I write and then I edit and then I probably edit some more and then I submit. So I definitely, it's definitely something that I I have to really set aside time for and not just kind of do it willy nilly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And then did that look like just a conversation that you had with Ian? Like I'm going to have to, things might have to change. I can't really do this during nap time anymore. Or how how did that come about? Yeah, I think it was, it was that way. Um, I just was not getting it done. And what was happening was I'd end up having to stay up super late at night to get it Mm. done. And, you know, we had kind of already been in the practice of this after my second was born. He was really high needs. He was my first child who I nursed. Um, So, you know, breastfeeding did work work out with him uh, so well that he would (laughs) melt down if I wasn't (laughs) holding him, you know, and and each other's presence. So, um, you know, I had... I've been fortunate enough to have friends who are a couple of steps ahead of me in their season of motherhood. And so I've really benefited from their advice and just from their, their experience. And so I, you know, I've learned how important it is to take time for yourself. And so in the beginning, you know, with a baby who was nursing, it couldn't be very far away from me. A lot of that looked like, you know, okay, you take the baby and go downstairs. I'm going to have to go in the bedroom and lock the door, put headphones on and watch TV for an hour or something, you know, in the afternoon, just so that I could bank on that time for myself. And so what happened is that time that was just for me has turned into the time I use for writing occasionally when I'm doing that. 
So it really, it wasn't a huge transition. It was just, you know, really communicating a need that I saw. Like, I can't just do this. I can't count on the, my kids napping during the day, during the week to get something done that really needs to get done, that I need to really focus on. It's the difference right. between, you know, the difference between sitting down and writing something that I hope is, you know, quality work. Um, between There's a difference between that and loading the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so it was just it was just a conversation we had together. Mm. That's great. That's so helpful because I, I I think it's so important that we all have this time as moms to um be away for a little bit, uh, whether it's yeah. you know for a work thing or just to recharge ourselves. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, and then along those same lines, have you found for your prayer life those same challenges with with being a mom and you know, time for prayer? Yeah, absolutely. I am not super disciplined. And so a lot of times my prayer has simply been, please make my work as a mother, my prayer today, because I, I can't get the time in. Um, you know, I, we have some pretty significant sleeping challenges with our children. Um, with so many little ones, who still wake up multiple times a night, like all of them would make wake up multiple times a night. Uh, There was a season of, you know, probably nine months where we were getting a total of like three to four hours of sleep. So it was really, really rough, you know, sleep wise. And then just mentally trying to engage in anything that wasn't vegging on a TV show or a podcast or something. Mm -hmm. So I, during Lent, actually this Lent, um, I committed to waking up early, like extra early, because we were finally, it seemed like we had finally sorted out the sleep issues Mm. and I could wake up early to take time to pray. I did that the first day. And then for the next like two weeks, um, I had set, I had set alarms to wake up at 530 and our kids were waking up at five o'clock. Like they, know. The <laughs> they knew they knew it they, they heard me talking about it and so we <laughs> I realized like okay I can't you know it's not peaceful for me to sit here while a child is calling at me because they just want to be held or need and my kids are not necessarily like the kind of people sit and cuddle and play quietly while I'm trying to read or pray and what was really beautiful is over Lent I found that there were pockets of time where they would actually kind of sit quietly and play on their own, you know, in a room. And so I would sneak away. And I, my husband um, gave me this devotional book. And so I actually started reading it. And it's, you know, really short little snippets, maybe a couple of pages. And I found that, okay, my prayer right now is not going to be a set time of day. Mm-hmm. And it's actually going to be something that I will do, you know, either before nap time or during nap time. After that, I can't really count on any downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can take the opportunity when I find it to just sit down and it, right now I'm in a season of, I'm just going to read a little bit and just kind of sit quietly with it and then keep going because I can't, you know, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing liturgy of the hours. I'm not doing these, you know, big prayers or I'm not journaling. I'm not a big journaler anyway. Um, so yeah, so it's just I think it's just taking the opportunities and realizing like this is a season that I'm in right now and it might change as my children get older. Um, so yeah. I, I love that. I'm like so encouraged that you shared that. And I think a lot of women will be encouraged because especially in these younger years, it is hard sometimes to plan on um, 
a specific time because so easily that specific time becomes something totally different, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I think that's just so encouraging that, you know, just take those opportunities when the Lord gives you those pockets of time and know what you're going to do and just offer that time to him. And yeah, it was really beautiful to to see like that he, you know, I was so angry initially because I am like, I, I wanted to give this time to you. And now my kids are waking up and I felt like he was like, okay, like, let me, let me create this time mm. for us to sit. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm glad you shared that. I also love that you said <laughs> that prayer, like, Lord, let my work today as a mother be, you know, a prayer. I think yeah. that's so beautiful. <laughs> I really, I really love that. And I need to pray that more often. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. So I wanted to ask you because, so you've mentioned some things like, uh, you know, not not finishing with school and like not being able to breastfeed your first child and like your kids don't sleep the way that you had kind of expected. Mm-hmm. I I was just wondering if you have any thoughts or an encouragement for moms who might be in a place like that where they thought one thing <laughs> and now it's <laughs> totally different than, you know, how they expected or planned. Um, you know, I – one of my girlfriends gave me this counsel when about a completely different topic. Um, but I mean, I guess kind of related, but it, I've been able to apply it elsewhere Awesome. and, and realizing, you know, I was struggling with a particular friend and, you know, she's like, don't look at what she's doing. You need to focus on what you are doing. Mm. And it just kind of coincided with this little winter season, this last winter, um, mm-hmm. especially. And and I think, you know, I was able to just kind of rest and be in our place. And yeah, you know, with my first, I was able to do all of these things and go to story time and, you know, take them to the park all the time and the zoo and the museum. And right now, you know, when I attempt to do those things with the particular dynamic of the two kids I have at home it's so stressful and it's frustrating and I'm out there and I feel like everyone's looking at my crazy kids and I'm getting comments from people and it ends up not being a fruitful experience or enjoyable for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just realizing like, that's just not where I'm at right now. And that's okay. Like my, you know, my experience of motherhood is not going to look like anybody else's. And while sometimes there's some overlap between people, um, that your own experience is going to look different. You might find yourself wasting an incredible amount of time and, you know, mental and emotional energy trying to make it look like somebody else's experience. Um, I don't know. And, and I also think like, you know, something that um, another older um, friend of mine had shared before I got married, you know, she said, be merciful with each mm-hmm. other and be merciful with yourself. And so I try to remind myself that, yeah, like when I'm getting frustrated with myself or with my husband or my kids, just thinking like, okay, I have to like be mercy right now. And, and just to be gentle and I don't know, just not have these like expectations, like stop looking at what this blog says or what this person on Instagram is doing. And like, you just, you don't know what's going on in the background. You don't know, you know, what's behind the scenes and you can waste so much time trying to make things look a certain way. Um, 
instead of focusing on like the particular dynamic of your family and your children and your own self and your husband. That's so good. Yeah, I don't know. And I, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, so looking back on this past year, have you felt like you've seen any particular ways that you've seen God at work in your family life? Sure. Um, I, can I bump it back past a year a bit? Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah, please. Yeah. So we, um, and this is just, so we, we rented for many years by choice. Um, Mm -hmm. we, you know, I was still in school and then we didn't know where we really wanted to land. And, you know, um, my husband started working at the school that he works at now, right after we got married, but we just didn't know how things would pan out. So we kind of were like, well, we'll see where we end up. And, and there was always a part of me that thought, oh, maybe we'll go back to California since I'm originally from California. Uh, I thought, well, maybe we'll go back there. That That's at this point does not look like that's going to be in the stars for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. And, you know, so we rented, 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 and it became really discouraging. We had a lot of, um, run-ins with neighbors over our children's noise or, you know, things like that. So um, it was really frustrating. And we had toyed with the idea of buying very early on. And then, you know, my husband was like, I don't think it's the right time. So we didn't. And we had just, you know, um, moved into a place where I thought, oh, finally, like, we're in peace. We're going to be here for a couple of years. We had a plan. It was a tiny little apartment. Um, it was perfect. I loved it. Like great neighborhood and everything. And, um, and then they were sort of complaining again. <laughs> so we thought, man, what are we going to do? And, and just the way kind of things kind of worked out, we thought, well, maybe we need to start looking at what is it going to be like to buy a house? Because maybe that's where we're headed right now. Mm. And we signed up for a class and um, we thought, well, we'll just see, just to prepare ourselves, you know, for two years from now, which was the plan. And so quickly things changed. We got a notice that our lease was not going to be renewed after the first year. And we had no idea where we would end up. And I remember just thinking, like, oh, my God, like, where do you want us? Because mm-hmm. I, I thought this was what you know, you wanted for us. And now I don't know if this is it. Um, and it was probably one of the, you know, very clear times in my life where I really think that God was really working in my husband because my husband was the one who's usually, you know, very frugal and very careful. I was like, I think we need to buy. And so we thought, you know, okay. Like our prayer was like, like, please God, like make this be obvious and um, let it be obvious and just, you know, give us confidence that this is the right way we should be walking. So we, we approached the whole process as we're going to, we're going to walk through the door and then keep walking through the doors until one closes. Um, and before, you know, within a month's time, we went from thinking we were going to be renting for a couple of years to putting an offer in on a house and having to be wow. accepted. I mean, it was really fast. It was super, super fast. And it was one of those situations where like, I was like, I don't want an old house our house was built in 1926 and mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to live in this neighborhood. We're in a totally different neighborhood, but it has been <laughs> such a blessing for us. It's, it's been huge. I mean, it's a huge, it was really just seeing like God orchestrate, like there's no way this could have worked out better mm. than the way it did. And, you know, he, we moved in before my son was born last year. 
And so I think just seeing this, like God kind of, it was a lot of turmoil up until that point. And then we're in this season of relative peace. I mean, the sleep issues aside and, you know, just the commotion of having young children. Um, I feel like he's kind of, we've kind of entered this valley of like rest mm. and goodness and just peace. Like it's been the biggest thing for us. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been really beautiful. That's so great. It's, it's amazing what a, what a difference, like the right home environment can make uh, for family life. Um, right. We, we stayed with my, we live, have been living with my parents for about a year, which was wonderful, but we're in our own home now, right. which is like a, it's just like a kind of a breath of fresh air. Like we're in our home and we're, we're able to make it our home. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just, it, yeah, it just breathes new life, I think, into family and and day-to-day. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, Jackie, what would you say is your favorite part of your new home? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love uh, the light that comes into our house. Mm. You know, it's Do you have old, a lot of windows? We do. It's an old, um, you know, craftsman house. And, you know, they really built – I think they built with an understanding of you know, the pathway of, of light throughout the year and, you know, what that looks like in different seasons. And so there's this, this front section of our house, which is technically a sunroom. I think some, some stuff has been removed, but, um, so our living room is quite large and the front half is the sunroom and like, no kidding. It, it, it gets so hot. It can be, you know, zero degrees outside. And in that front section of the house in the afternoon, it'll feel like 75 degrees, sitting there like I have to you know close the shutters sometimes just to (laughs) keep it a little cooler because it gets so warm but it's but it's just this you know it's this part of our home that I just feel like it's so warm and so inviting and it catches my eye quite frequently and I I love that about it that I'll you know I'll be doing something and I'll just pause and look over and say oh my gosh the light streaming is so gorgeous and I can see like our neighbors apple blossom tree in the spring and in the winter like there's you know, beautiful, like snow falling down outside those windows. And so I'm carefully, slowly crafting a sitting space. So I want that to be, you know, a place of rest. And so I've kind of used it sometimes when the kids are napping, I'll intentionally try to sit there with a cup of coffee and just kind of bask in the sun. And yeah, yeah, it's just a beautiful part of our home. I love that. Do you feel like, I mean, just with your um, love of like interior design, do you feel like you're always looking at spaces in your house and like thinking of new ideas or, yeah, or constantly yeah. my poor husband, I'm sure he's so sick and tired of it. Cause I'm like, I was thinking, I, <laughs> I, conversations. I know I was thinking that this was like, yeah, I, um, I, I do. And I, I think I um, need to work on not getting frustrated when the budget or time doesn't allow for certain things to come to fruition. Um, And in many ways, it's been kind of nice because when you're renting, you know, you're very quick to try to make a space as much of home as possible because it's not, you know, I mean, renting is great and I think people can do it long term, um, but you don't know how long you're going to be there. And so you kind of just are really quick to like, oh, I just want to make this home. When it's your house, all of a sudden, you know, I had a girlfriend tell me this when we bought our house. She's like, take your time. You have time 
to figure things out. And so my goal was, okay, I'm going to take a year or so to just look at the light in the house and see how we use the space. And so I'm trying to kind of, kind of reel it in, you know, cause I'm, I'm pinning things and I'm doodling and I'm trying to think like I'm measuring, I'm out every soft down, bring up the measuring tape and it's like, well, what kind of couch should fit here? And how can we arrange a sectional in this corner? Um, or what can I hang in this wall? So we haven't done a ton. We painted a couple of rooms. I move a lot of furniture around. Um, <laughs> A lot. To me, you know, it's a lot of work, but I find it refreshing to arrange a space and then sit in it. I think, ah, so nice. This looks I good. love that. I love that. Great. And what have you been loving recently? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I haven't. I just picked up Jen, um, Jen Fulwiler's book, and so I'm starting to read that. And Awesome. Have you read it yet? I have not, but you know, I have been, so I've, they don't have it at my library, which I don't know how soon libraries usually get uh, books because I know it just came out, but um, I'm thinking I'm probably going to buy it because (laughs) I really would love to read it. I've seen so many people talking about how great it is. Yeah. I read her first book in hard copy, but I, I have a Kindle. And so, um, which I, that's like, I think every mom needs to get a Kindle if they can, because it's nice to have, I love, I love like a hard copy of a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's nice to know that I have my Kindle because, you know, car naps or stuck under a sleeping baby yeah. or something. So, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I got, I got it after uh, my second was born. Um, but I, I bought the Kindle version and I'm kind of reading through it and it's been really refreshing and I'm curious. I'm, I'm really, I'm only like two chapters in, but already. <laughs> like this is gonna speak to me, I can tell. Um, yeah, I let's see what else. Oh, um, you know, we, we kind of need to catch up. But my my husband and I, we watch shows on our own. There's certain shows that I think we know the other person is not gonna like this show, and so we kind of watch on our own different things, like at different times of day. Um, you know, we don't necessarily sit together and watch two different shows. <laughs> but one show that we've really enjoyed together is um, Vikings. I don't know if you've heard no, of it. No, is show. it on Netflix? Uh, it is on Hulu and Amazon. It's okay. a history channel show. It's a history channel, which usually I would say, no thanks, because <laughs> I don't uh-huh. want a history channel. But uh, it was it's done really, really well. And um, it is pretty graphic. There's a lot of violence and um, some other maybe, you know, scenes that might make people uncomfortable. Um, and, but it, 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 the first season especially is really beautiful because there's a encounter. It's, you know, these Vikings encounter Christianity for the first time. Um, and I think it's even the first episode where they are raiding in England and they capture this monk because they see that while they're, you know, taking all of the gold in the chapel, this monk is protecting the book. And so they want to know what's so special, you know, about that book that he would actually try to protect that and not all these, you know, gems and, you know, golden items that they're, they have all around, you know. Um, oh, and so it's kind of this, this encounter, this like the, the you know, this Christian, encounter with Christianity, um, and it's, it, it's not like a perfect, like, it's not a conversion story necessarily. Um, 
but it is interesting. I mean, there's some of that in there as well. Um, and I felt validated because Bishop Barron approved it. <laughs> he did a he did a oh, little okay. um, yeah. So if you serious on it, yeah, I felt like you know if he if he was willing to um, give it a, a stamp of approval, I feel okay watching it. Um, so it's a, it's been a it's again it's kind of graphic and heavy, but I really enjoyed that um, as a, a show that we've been watching. So when our kids give us a chance, we like to catch up on it together. Yeah, that's neat. We'll have to check that one out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then my last question for you is, do you have any mom hacks to share? Um, yeah, so I'm thinking of things that are going to make our life easier. Um, yeah. For me, the biggest thing has been, it sounds so cliche, but like meal planning. <laughs> it's so mm. super cliche. It's like the mega mom thing, right? Um, but whenever I don't, our life is just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it's so helpful to have that piece done. And so I I would do um I have kind of like a, a master meal plan essentially. So I would say, you know, this kind of so I, I have like a list of dishes that we like that I know fit our budget and that everybody will eat. And I just mm-hmm. kind of go and plug them in um during the week. And so I do, you know, all the shopping at once and I get all done. And I what I what I do, like within that hack, I have another little hack where yeah. I try to plan meals that I can reheat before dinner time. So if, if I mm. get the kids down for nap at the same time, I'm going to start dinner at one o'clock um, so that when we hit that crazy afternoon period before my husband comes home, I'm not scrambling trying to make dinner with kids mm. or something, you know, so it's, just, it's a That's nice good. Good to, yeah, just to kind of allow yourself, even if it's just, it's not, it may not be every night, but, you know, occasionally to have that done. I also cook in bulk. We microwave or reheat things on the stove all the time. I am really big on like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make a big batch of this because I don't want to be cooking every single night. Um, yeah. Yeah. It gets hard when you have a lot of little ones who want your yeah. attention, you know, especially in that, in that witching hour. Yeah, that's so good. I remember when um, our first was born and she was kind of um, needy a lot as well, I would say. Like she uh, wanted to be held a lot and nursed mm-hmm. a lot or bounced a lot, <laughs> a lot of different things. <laughs> so I would do that same thing. Like when she would lay down, I was like, okay, I'm starting dinner because <laughs> I have to get it done sometimes. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm thinking I kind of want to have you on season two sometime to come and talk about uh, particularly home life, because I feel like I could talk to you, (laughs) talk to you about that (laughs) all day. And I'd love to know about, for example, like for someone who maybe doesn't feel like they have a a style or or like, how do we know what our style is? You know what I mean? And choose pieces and that sort of thing. So um, I'd love to have you on to talk about that. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Let me go ahead and close this in prayer. Okay. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for uh, this time today. I pray that you would bless all the moms listening today and bless all of our families. Uh, Thank you, God, for the ways that you reveal yourself to us in, um, the small ways and and the big ways, Lord, and help us to be more attentive to you and to the promptings of your Holy Spirit. Jesus, we love you and we pray this in your holy name. Amen. 
Hi friends, thanks for listening in today. I loved what Jackie was saying about not looking at other moms, but looking at our own unique family and circumstances that God has given us. I love the idea that even though we might have kids the same age or enjoy the same things, our experience of motherhood that God has given us is going to be different from other moms. I think there's so much freedom and joy that comes from that. Today, I hope you find some unexpected joy in what God has in store for you. As always, until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.